You guys are listening to Tech TV podcasting series. In our show, we bring you the best in technologies, innovation, startups, fintech, artificial intelligence, cloud computing, and the latest and the greatest in technology worldwide. Tech TV with Dr. Edu Hernandez. Today, we got a great guest, a friend, an expert in fintech, a consultant. He is from Toronto, Canada, my friend, uh, Carlos Cabrera. How are you, Carlos? Doing great. Thank you so much for having me in your uh, podcast. I really enjoyed the last time, and I'm sure that we'll have a great conversation today. Okay, fantastic. So let's start with a little bit of your background, Carlos. Uh, what's, uh, what's, what's, what are you up to? Like, I know you're a consultant. You do a lot of podcasts. What's up with Carlos Cabrera right now? Well, uh, basically, I founded uh, my own firm with a partner, uh, Pan American Partners. And actually, it's located between yes, an office here and in Florida. And I am continuing with my podcast, as you know. I've had it for a year and a half, and uh, we've reached many uh, different faces in it. So I've learned a lot. It's one of my hobbies. So we've had many guests, and uh, you know I'm also excited to uh, get more involved this year. Now that COVID is done, into the regular activities, into networking and opening, um, you know, got meeting clients again face to face, and all this good stuff we used to do. So you're, you're basically you're happy to get back on track on 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 the regular business uh, opportunities that everyone has missed exactly. for the last few years, and exactly. um, yeah, so let's get back to business because you are an expert in financial stuff. So that's what you that's what your podcast is about, right, Carlos? What what is your podcast about? What's your, what is it about? Well, my podcast fintech today covers a lot of topics. Basically, it covers. It gives a chance to um, this many, many entrepreneurs to actually show their projects, showcase their challenges, and also motivate all the new entrepreneurs. That's one of my goals. And the other side is the traditional finance that where you, you know, we cover different aspects of trading. And also uh, we have we've had some uh, crypto uh, crypto people, blockchain related uh, projects. So basically, fintech, you know, many, many, many different aspects of it, but I try to keep it. Uh, so you, 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 you get, it. you try to keep it like very uh, professional, very fintech oriented, or what's, what's it about? Like, uh, can you, can you tell me more of your guests? Like maybe somebody famous? Sure. Well, we've had some interesting guests. Um, the latest ones, I could tell you that I had the uh, this guest from uh, the their project is uh, it's called Real um, Tea, and basically uh, their goal is to tokenize real estate, and they are one of the few firms in South Florida that do that, and um, and it it's, it was really a great conversation. I learned a lot. Uh, in terms of famous guests, I would say the most famous ones were um, have been the uh, Tasty Trade guests that I've had. Uh, they they're very open and they uh, they covered a lot of aspects when it comes to this sophisticated tools that 
you know, are at uh, our disposal. So I would say that would be one. And the second one was uh, Jacob, uh, Jacob uh, Rost. We had him a, two months ago or so. And he's a German entrepreneur, but in Indonesia, he's in communications. So pretty successful guy, impressive profile. So I would say those, those two are the top ones. So you got the guy from Tasty Trades. That's a famous guy. He has like a, a famous channel, right? Like he has like a, a website yeah. where he trades with his daughter. Is that right? No, 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 no. Um, but actually, these are two, good, basically two good, um, you know, experienced traders that uh, have built this company, Tasty Trade, that competes against the big, um, you know, established firms like Schwab or um, TD Ameritrade. And basically, they have expanded so much. They have had now, um, they have uh, all kinds of, you know, like podcasts. They have a, a YouTube channel. They have uh, a lot of interesting stuff. And most of the materials are free. So that's the, the good part about it, you know. Great, that, great. Uh, they, yeah. So tell me, like, what's going on right now with the market? We have a big downturn. Um, yesterday was up. Then it went down today. Then we have the sterling pound crashing with the some exposure with the pension funds. We have the euro dollar tra trade. Uh, the euro is crashing too. Like, well, it's under it's under parity right now. It's like ninety six. Um, point ninety six ninety six cents of euro per dollar, which is being unheard of. And let you say just to to, what do you think? What's going on, Mark? What are your thoughts on that? Well, they I would start this conversation by from the basics, right? When you want the uh, the markets to be stable and prosper, you need confidence, and we have right now. Two factors that are working against all of us and against, you know, the, the market. Basically, you got a war going on in, in Europe and you also have high energy prices when it comes to gas. And that affects the whole economy. It's, autom it's an automatic taxation on everyone, but it's kind of invisible. Uh, you don't see it, but it's there. So I would say those are the two factors. And then that triggers... A lot of, you know, that then, you know, in, in the supply chain that gets added. And on top of that, to top it off, we have the third unknown up to, well, not unknown. I would say it, it was, it disappeared for a while, which is inflation. Inflation is the third one, but uh, it's something that just, as you know, just began awakening in the last uh in the last, uh, I would say the last. But now they're 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 they're, they're 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 even trying to reclassify in America. I don't know if you heard, like, but they're trying to reclassify that uh, what what the definition of recession is. And then uh, then they they think they reclassified it. So officially, we're not under recession. Do you think we're under recession right now? I believe that we are in a recession. Um, it's just the beginnings. It's. You know, I, I agree that if something looks like it and you see the results, the, the, the stock market is a good predictor of what will happen a year down the road. The stock market usually is in, in, the, in developed countries. It predicts what the future holds for us. So basically, 
you got a stock market that doesn't know what it wants to do. It, it's, it, you know, it may go up a thousand points and then it loses it. And that's the signal that tells all of us that we are entering a bear market. And, and whether we like it or not, I hate to say it, but it is the truth. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I think the bear market is here to stay and that, that only co not only covers the stock market, but also the crypto. But the contradictory part of this is that gold and silver and many commodities are also going down. Isn't that a contradiction? Well, and that's why this new recession is, is different because that's one of the things that catches my eye and anyone that's, that pays attention to what's going on in most recessions, if you watch what gold did in the last recession or you go back to, say, 100 or even more, usually gold has a, a, an opposite relationship. It, it, you know, it's a safe haven, right? Like gold, gold, gold will pop. Haven. And in this case, it's not. But don't so you think people, that is because of the, of the manipulation in the market? Do you think it's a market manipulation for paper gold? or or not yeah yeah of course you got uh, you first of all remember that now we have big buyers uh of we had them in the in 2008 2009 in the last recession we had but now those all the these buyers say uh, you know most of the buyers as you know come from uh, these countries uh, say in asia that that use gold as a as as a um, as a sense they, they use it as a sense of security and they purchase tons and tons of gold China here in New York and in London. Now you're saying that China is buying all the gold. <laughs> well, I'm not Russia too. That, I think that, I think I think I think a lot of people have been like tracking how the Chinese gold uh, possessions had the positions on gold had been and this has just been increasing. Similarly, the, the the Russians actually have done the same. They said that India yeah. has followed the same path, and yeah. now we have this new, what they call some people call it the new world order. I think everybody has seen the Ray Dalio video on YouTube. That's so, right. what are your That's thoughts right. on the new world order? Is that the transition is going? Is going to happen? Is it not going to happen? Is that like Ray Dalio predicts? Do you predict a war? Do you see a war coming up? I believe that if if you can never play out, you know, the, the, the picture all the factors, but definitely if you go back to one of my, you know, my heroes in finance, which is exactly uh, Ray Dalio, and and you watch the, the you see the all the data that's coming out out of his books and the data that we have available, you see that there's a there's a a big chance that another war will start. If it's not Ukraine, it's going to be a different one. It may be also a different kind of war. It may be a war that's more of a, of a of a you know, like it could be a byproduct. Of or, the or it's like the financial war like there right Ukraine. now, right? It's like the financial war we have right now. We have an economic war because on one side, then we have a, a, a huge embargo, or we call it sanctions to russia and that's yeah. now trickling into like very expensive gas so the gas prices then it trickled down into uh uh 
commodities crisis because not only gas is affected, but the oil, and that's affecting also the the prices of uh, commodities like uh, food, like uh, corn and 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 other commodities, and then um, and that's coming back to haunt us because. A lot of people, like in in, in Europe, is uh, now we see double digit inflation in um, in in um, in Germany, and even we saw like yesterday we saw the huge crisis of, of the pound basically that is being saved by the Bank of England that is basically buying everything. <laughs> That's what they decided to do. Let's buy, buy all the bonds, everything, because then if if they wouldn't have done that, it would have been a Lehman Brothers moment for. Um, for England, can you believe that? Is that is that even well, possible? They, they, when it comes when it comes to Europe, the the whole problem when it especially for England is that England, as as you know, before the Second World War, was the economic center of, in the world. London controlled most of the financial activity. Then New York took over, and what happens when it comes to to England is that England is in, in, in now by itself again. It was under the protection of the EU. Right now, it is separated, as you know, it, it transitioned into Brexit. That. And then you have, you have these traders that, as we, in the last few years, that it's not even, it, they're all algorithms. And they, they trade, they, they le- the high-speed trading and the level of skill that has taken over it's so sophisticated that now the forex market is is a way more difficult to maneuver than than before, and I think that has to do that affects the the pound, which t- used to be a strong um, a strong currency, and it will affect other currencies. Luckily, we have the reserve currency still, and we don't have to um, worry so much about that, at least not for now, because. Look at what the dollar has done this year. I mean, it keeps on getting higher and higher, which yeah. should could also create a lot of problem for for. Uh, no, for it's, it's, you're America. totally right. It's, I mean, what what the way I see it is that there is a lot of people that are exiting the euro trade for one one reason or another. Maybe high frequency right. trading, maybe manipulation, but they the euro is like just check. It was ninety. It was ninety five cents per dollar a few days back and it was 97 today or 98 cents so it's still under parity the pound recovered a little bit after the bank of england declared uh that they were going to purchase all the bonds and then the bank of england kind of rescued a little bit the the pound but i don't know if that's sustainable i don't know if that's uh, just a little patch but uh, um but the money i'm pretty sure if i had my money in in, in those currencies and, and that's What's going on? I will move and buy dollars because dollar is the is the reserve currency of the world. And obviously in America, we still have a economy despite everything that people are saying. But it's still it's still pretty pretty healthy in comparison to other countries. So that's um, that's what I thought that could have been happening. But I um I'm still reviewing everything, all the data. Everything is kind of confusing right now. Like it's a lot of speculation, a lot of. Uh, uh, rumors about this, about that. Uh, just recently, the 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 this what the NATO said today was sabotage to the Nord Stream pipe. Yeah, yeah. so that's that's, uh, right. that's going to trigger a lot of other problems because there's no way now to pass gas 
even if tomorrow by a miracle, Russia and Ukraine shook, shook hands, they'll be like, well, we're buddy-buddy, man. We're friends again, and then whatever, whatever. There's no way to pass gas from Russia to Germany. So that's going to have a big crisis in, in Germany because Germany right now, I think they're saying that they just authorized the, the German government to basically print $200 billion, 200 billion euros to subsidies for gas because otherwise people won't be able to. I mean, I don't know if they will be able to find the gas, but even if they did, they, I think they need tons of money to buy that gas, either like uh, liquefied natural gas from uh, Qatar or from the United States or whatever. But the pricing and the transport of that is going to be crazy. It's going to be a major, major logistical problem. So yeah. we just yeah. saw that what happened with the hurricane here. And then those hurricanes yeah. and people are saying we're going in a global warming, climate change, whatever it is. Well, I mean, just as the weather gets bad during the summer with very bad hurricanes, I mean, let's get ready for the winter because I'm pretty sure it's going to be the opposite on the winter time. So I'm not, I'm not a meteorologist, but statistically, it sounds like that could be the case. And and we we've seen how uh, uh, those uh, um, winters are getting tougher in those countries, right? And and there's there's no. Maybe they moved to Miami, but um, Miami doesn't have any changes in the weather. But you know very well from Toronto that um, when it gets cold, you need gas. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Heating is very important. And, and well, I mean, I would say the, 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 the way I analyze it is that these problems, especially in Europe, can have a trigger down effect because they 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 have been happening for if you know many years but it's just no one ever was willing to tackle them because it could be complacency it could be just a a a, um, a lack of of uh, of the ability to to actually find an effective solution but basically the the um, that issue can can create think about it if if the the EU enters officially into like a big deep recession, that can also affect, you know, it can affect Asia, uh, the the um, you know the, the Asian economy, China, and then it, it's all about as you know. It's the, all interconnected, uh, right? People think that it's oh, let's just. It's like you unplug a little cable on your laptop and you know, oh, you just one cable and then nothing works. Now. <laughs> no, I, you know, I remember that there's one thing that, that it's a known factor, as you know, in equations. And when you, you analyze, even in finance, when you take a look at uh, any currency, there's an unknown factor that you put in, which is uh, the confidence, right? You cannot measure confidence. Confidence it's something in, in, in every... It's an intangible it asset. Intangible. Intangible so, asset. But it's, it's there. It's there. So when when people right now are losing confidence into, say, they lost confidence in, in the EU um, in being able to manage their currency, uh, according to what we've seen so far, then the British pound, which has, uh, you know, it's been having problems, now the interesting part would be uh, they, they even the, the loony the Canadian loony has been dropping not significantly but but going down a little and then 
the interesting part will be to see what will happen to the yuan, which doesn't fluctuate that much. And it's a, you know, it has a, a different kind of parameters because of the, the way the government controls it, as you know, there's, they have yeah, a, totally agree. you know, a tight control in it. And then, and then, you know, the, the US dollar. So it's, it's like to so many things that right now are working against the stability of the, in the markets. And, and uh, for Europe, it was really way worse because they don't have, say, they, they, they are not self-reliant. Like the U.S. has, if they want to tap into the oil reserves, we already they, are. they are there. Canada, Where we are Canada, tapping, Canada yeah, has oil reserves exactly. too, right? But Canada, we, I mean, we have tons and tons of you oil. You just drill a little bit and then pump some oil from Alberta. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So in the worst case scenario, think about it. If, they, if, if for some reason the U.S. has problems with, you know, like say getting, you know, enough uh, supplies, say from Saudi Arabia or other countries and say whatever chevron is trying to do in in venezuela doesn't work out there's always canada so we have basically the the solutions within north america but the, the problem is europe doesn't have that possibility they don't have enough they don't they, they don't have enough oil enough they don't have, they don't have any resources those. i mean the, the, the commodities yeah, and the resources exactly. The natural yeah. resources are elsewhere. So then uh, Euro, I think the Europeans are so used to just consume resources from other countries. And now that equation is um, is over. So then uh, now it's, uh, they're, they're falling into a very, very spiral. And now we have this uh, this lady in um, in, in Italy, uh, George, George, Georgia Meloni, right? The, oh, the yeah. president of That's Italy, right. a female president from the right wing, the first time that... A Mussolini party, like, uh, well, they said that they're no longer connected to fascism, but is um, everything is changing in Europe. Everything is turning into a different direction. It could be, at, even some people are saying it could be an Ital exit. So Italy may just oh. um, abandon the European Union. Uh, that that would be disaster for the Euro. That would be disaster for the Eurozone. But if you go back to say they what we know about finance and what say all the financiers uh, that are well known have said is when countries have financial troubles, such as Italy has been having, the easy way out always is to, to turn to nationalism. Yeah, no, it turns to somebody. Yeah, to, yeah, it, it happens. It repeats the story, right? In Germany in yeah, 1940, 1939, 1932. Yeah. How did Volkswagen get created? It got created during Hitler's uh, dictatorship, or however you want to call it, and uh, and then they they and then it got created there, and then it spanned. Uh, now it is what it is, but it, they, that those cars at the beginning were created during that time to lift the pride of the Germans and, and, and get them to be more nationalistic and fight for their country and all of that. So, yep. Totally agree. I think history is repeating itself again in uh, the 21st century. And then I think we have to finish this podcast, my friend, Carlos, 
is being great, okay. always phenomenal. So let's uh, let's continue with more fintech nights. We're gonna call it the the tech TV fintech series with Carlos, and then we'll uh, we'll be touch and I. Uh, hopefully, I can uh, be part of your show one day too. Of course, anytime. You know, the door is wide open. Okay. All right. So thanks again, guys. Uh, have a great night. And talk, Carlos, I'll talk to you for the Spanish version of this show. Sounds great. Thank you for your time. This show is brought to you by Igla Communications at the Iglavator in Boca Raton, Florida. <laughs>